You're listening to the Stacked Coaching Podcast, where it's all about stacking up the habits in your life so you're a little bit better tomorrow. We're here to help inspire and lead you on a path toward better health, where goals are achieved one step at a time. Hey everyone, welcome to the Stacked Coaching Podcast. I am Bradley Schneller, your host, and I am here alongside my everything, my guru of life, my wife, business partner, mother of my children, Emily Schneller, co-owner of Rue Fitness and Stacked Coaching. That is a serious introduction. Y'all, this is episode one. We have a podcast. Episode one. That is an introduction. You deserve that introduction because of everything that you do. You are amazing. That's why I called you the guru. So, stacked coaching. Okay. I feel like you're going to apologize for something major later. <laughs> like you're trying to build up the brownie points. Emily, now. Uh, bad news. <laughs> yeah. I just ran our car into a building. <laughs> Knock Sorry. on wood, dude. Yeah. That I have backed into a lot of stuff. So, <laughs> but it's a truck. I have a truck. I'm not worried about it. I've never hit a car, just like light posts and stuff. All right. And fences. So, yeah, stacked, stacked coaching podcast. Stacked coaching everyone. podcast, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we will get to it. So, what is stacked coaching? <laughs> We're trying stop to it. stop that. Sorry. Stop it. Okay. Stacked coaching is a health coaching business, and it is born out of the idea that major overhauls in terms of nutrition and lifestyle don't work, right? So even the name, Stacked Coaching, the idea is that you we help our clients build habits over time. So stack up their habits over time to ultimately feel like the changes that they've made in their health and their nutrition aren't painful overhauls. Uh, something that a lot of my clients say all the time that I love is, you know, the clients that have been with me for six months or a year, they they get people asking like, I can just tell that you're different or what are you doing to lose the weight? And they don't know what to say because it's not this like, we're not macros coaches. We're not keto coaches. Like you're not going to- It's not some major life change. It's something- Well, that, it is a major life change, well, what I but mean it's is not all at once. Not all at once. Right. So it, it's kind of like, uh, it's the difference between somebody who loses weight over the course of a year and someone who gets bariatric surgery. Yeah. Right. Like they everybody's like, whoa. But if you know, I'm looking at you every day, I might not notice the changes as much. But at the end of a year, when you have that full picture, it's wow. Yeah. But I I I guess my I love that my clients don't know what to say that they're doing. It's not this easy response like I'm doing keto or I'm counting macros or I'm it's not any of that. Mm-hmm. It's I am getting a little bit better every day and I'm working with a coach to hold me accountable and to provide the path that makes it clear. So and and not that keto or macros isn't an appropriate fit for some people yeah. as that works for many people. Uh, and some of those dietary protocols I do use with some of my clients, but it's not a one-size-fits-all approach. The approach is habit change, and you can fit that into whatever dietary protocol you want. You can fit that into macros or keto or paleo or even vegan, you know? And the goal here is not necessarily 
um, you know, I want to lose 20 pounds in the next six weeks or, or something crazy. It is long-term success yep. that creates habits that will be with you for the rest of your life. Yeah. And right? it's not just about nutrition either. We talk about sleep. We talk about stress. We talk about time management because a lot of the time it's those things that are keeping you from making good choices with your nutrition. You know, if people get bad night of sleep, they don't have the drive or the motivation to cook a meal that night and get some healthy nutrients in. So it's definitely a more holistic view and working with the client wherever they are in their journey. Yeah. Awesome. So speaking of journeys, how did this journey start? Uh, well, if you had asked me 10 years ago, if I thought I would be a quote unquote fit pro running a gym and having a health coaching business, am I a fit pro? I hate that I don't word. have an Instagram following word. big enough to call Wait, myself a fit, fit pro. Is fit pro fit professional? What qualifies you as a fit professional? Like, I own a gym and a health coaching business. Yeah, I mean, technically, <laughs> you're a fit pro, but everybody calls themselves fit pro. I'm going to start hashtagging all of my pictures fit pro now. Just to aggravate me. Mm -hmm. That's what it's like being married. <laughs> if you're thinking about being married out there, this is what it is. It is. Oh, let's go back to, to the beginning where you were calling me my everything. And <laughs> the guru of everything. The guru of creating hashtags to aggravate the heck out of me. Thank you. It keeps life interesting. You it love certainly me. does. So. Okay. So if you'd asked me 10 years ago if this is where I thought I would be, I would have said absolutely not. I was the girl. And you know this because we've known each other for – how long have we known each other for? 15 years now? 15 years. Did I like working out when you met me? No. 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 Uh, I don't think you worked out when we met. I remember going to like the LSU rec center a handful of times I never, in college. I never went to the LSU rec center with you. I did go to the venues fitness facility with you, um, and I think like you twice. like walked on a treadmill <laughs> yeah. and read a magazine. I didn't know what I was doing either. I no, was like, we were clueless. I I was basically not as bad as maybe looking like one of those gym meme fail videos, mm -hmm. but it wasn't great. Yeah, it certainly what it isn't what it is today. I definitely didn't even have an interest in nutrition. I remember eating lots of hot pockets in college. Hey, or ate, lean pockets. Do you I, remember that? I remember lean pockets. I remember uh, <laughs> bagels. Oh, I Emily love bagels. Loved love me bagels. some bagels. I remember walking to class and Emily would be eating a bagel. I remember breakfast sometimes was like a bagel or a piece of bread with Nutella on it. Yeah. Do you remember? I don't even eat that for dessert now. <laughs> I remember I remember one time in college too, I made dinner for us and I made a box of Kraft macaroni and cheese and you looked at me like, this is dinner. Well, I was and ahead I of my time. Offended. I was ahead of my time because I know now that you need, you know, all the macronutrients right. in a meal and I want a well-balanced meal and I want to know where my protein was with those carbohydrates, lady. Right. I'm like macaroni and cheese for dinner. Cheese Come has on. protein. I'm not sure if fake cheese has protein. Anyway, I digress. If you'd asked me 15 years ago, if this is where I thought I would be, I would have said definitely no. <laughs> um, I have a, background as a musician. We both do. We met in the School of Music at LSU. I kind of quickly realized that that's not what I wanted my job to be. You lived in New York. For a little bit. Yeah. Yep. I tried it out. 
decided it wasn't for me. So I switched gears. Well, I guess originally it wasn't completely. I went back for a master's in arts administration and didn't like that program either. Switched gears. That's after you couldn't find a job in retail though. Let's, let's get, let's get that because I do want to put that on the record. Emily could not get hired (laughs) as a retail employee. I don't know what her interviewing situation was back then, but obviously she wasn't good at it. I remember. Okay. So let me take a step back. After I graduated from LSU, I thought that what I wanted to do or what we wanted to do was move to New York and I would be this performer in New York, starving artist. You did make like the final audition for one of the leads in Friday Night Lights, right? Yeah. And that show was awesome. Yeah. But for the record, you weren't as good as that girl who played that role in Friday Night Lights. She was pretty good. (laughs) You're good. You're the guru at a lot of things, but that role in Friday Night Lights, you're not. Not so much. Not so much. Okay. So anyway, after I graduated from LSU and I had this degree in music and I knew I didn't want to be a performer, that was kind of a hard time in my life because I I didn't feel like I had any sort of direction. I didn't have... I wasn't in school. I was good at school. I liked school. Now I'm out of school, but I don't know what I want to do or be. Mm -hmm. So, Hey, a lot of people have that issue. Yeah. I tell people that all the time um, that come out of college and they're like, this is hard. I don't know what to do. I'm like, I was there. It's it's a hard time in a lot of people's lives. Um, So anyway, I went back to school after about a year of kind of floundering and not knowing what I wanted to do. And I originally went for a master's in arts administration. So thinking I wanted to be kind of on the business end of the arts world. I did not like that program. Um, So after the first semester, I switched gears completely and got a, well, I took the prereqs for the CPA exam. So I don't have a, an accounting degree, uh, but I took all the classes in order to sit for the test. So that's a very big pivot. <laughs> right. Uh, but I think... You, you feel like you're headed in the right direction. Well, I feel like I I thought that that would give me some stability. And that's some th- something about working in the arts that I didn't want. I wanted, I wanted to make a decent living. I wanted to... Raise a family. Raise a family. Um, Which you can't do if you're gigging. Yeah. From acting job to you acting can. job. It's just hard. Yeah. And I didn't well, know that I wanted that life. If you life. make it. Right. So anyway, sat for the CPA exam while working full time with big four. And that to this day is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. So I want to throw this in there. I, I just thought of this. <laughs> this is a nutrition podcast or a health coaching podcast. Uh what so far we've talked about bagels and crap migrants. Right. <laughs> I want to jump right into that. What does the food situation look like in an audit room during busy season? Uh yep. Yeah. So I was an auditor and you're working in a big room, basically all around a table. It's not like a cubicle situation. We were always at our client site and they would put you in these dark dungeonous rooms because they don't like their auditors. <laughs> And, you are an auditor. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I would walk into people's office and make them cry. Um, anyway, so I the food situation, it was always takeout. Takeout, eating at restaurants. I 
my main client was in Gulfport, Mississippi, so the yes. options were kind Give of it limited. To me. What was the name of the restaurant? Uh, well, Gulfport actually didn't have too bad of options because we weren't paying for any of this. Right. So we would go to like the nice seafood places and it was Pascagoula. Pascagoula was the worst. So that was another client. That wasn't my main client, but Pascagoula, there was a Ruby Tuesdays and there was a Piggly Wiggly and that was not a lot of nutritious options. Pretty much it. By that point, though, I had gotten interested in nutrition. So I would go to like Whole Foods before I left and stock up my car with salads and stuff. Meanwhile, your coworkers are yeah. chowing down on some fried catfish and hush puppies. Mm-hmm. Well, which which tastes good, just not every night, right? Mm-hmm. Don't roll your eyes. I, who <laughs> hush puppies taste good, especially oh, with butter. And let me tell you, so a lot of people think catfish is a trash fish, but if you fry that right, it's delicious. Yep. Except for the other night when I destroyed some catfish. I'm going to blame that on the seasoning, though. So you're getting into nutrition now. You're in the auditing business. Yeah. So at that time, you were opening Roo, uh, Roo Fitness. Yeah. I left. Uh, I had a hotel job doing group sales. And then I made the transition to T-Mobile doing business sales, uh, B2B sales for telecom. And Basically used that as a springboard to jump into owning the gym. So I was able to manage both of those at the same time. So yeah. And while I was in that finance position, I we found CrossFit together and I started to enjoy working out. And I think the main thing that changed for me is before it was just kind of boring. And the goal of working out was like, I guess, to look better in a bikini. But, you know, like... Still a good goal. I mean, it's still a good goal, but it didn't make it fun. Right. You know, I was always thin. You know what I mean? Like it just, why am I here? Well, what separates functional fitness classes and to cut it short, CrossFit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because, uh, that is how we got here. Right. Yep. Uh, what separates CrossFit from other forms of fitness is the diversification in which you do on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And it's different all the time. You're not doing the same thing every day. Yep. And that's what makes it fun. That, the group atmosphere, the little bit of competitiveness to it. So, And I think education too. Like I remember walking into a quote unquote Globo gym and not knowing what the heck to do. You know, I didn't know how any of the machines worked and I didn't want to like. And now look at now, you're a fit pro. <laughs> <laughs> I am a fit pro. <laughs> to this day though, I walk into a gym like that and I still don't know how any of the sh- machines I, work. <laughs> I program all of Emily's workouts when we are on holiday. <laughs> yeah, I don't like programming myself. I digress. When you opened Rue, we knew that there had to be some sort of nutrition aspect. Uh, people were coming to us. Goes to, hand in hand. You yeah. cannot outwork out, outwork out, outrun, outwork, outwork, outwork a bad diet. Yep. So anyway, we knew that people were coming to us to get results and nutrition had to be a piece of that. So my contribution to the gym was running these nutrition challenges. And to be honest, I had no idea what I was doing. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, we had a little bit – it's interesting our background on that a little bit because we went from, you know, 
jumping full force into the paleo diet. And I, I remember like we were so paleo mm-hmm. and people thought we were probably crazy <laughs> because we were crazy. Um, <laughs> and we were only eating things that could be found by our ancestors. And it was ridiculous. But, <laughs> but it worked and it got us started. Yeah, it got us started and it got I mean, it fostered kind of an interest in nutrition and we got super creative with the way that we cooked because we didn't go out. It created some discipline in the kitchen. Absolutely. And through running these challenges, which started with six girls that did our first challenge, uh, people got results. That was six years ago. Yeah. And people started crediting me for helping get them the results. And I'm chopped liver. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it just, it awakened something in me and it wasn't something that I got in my finance job or my auditing job. I didn't get the sense that I was helping people. And by helping people through these challenges, I started to become obsessed with learning everything I could about nutrition because I wanted to help them more. So the challenges grew. I started listening to podcasts in my downtime at work, like literally always had my headphones in listening to podcasts and grew from there. Every challenge got a little bit better. I am proud to say that I have changed my mind on a lot of things and I've admitted to changing my mind, you know, learning more and changing. Well, growth comes from an increase in knowledge and having the open-mindedness yes. to be able to grow, Yep. right? If you close yourself off and, and you don't accept new knowledge, um, then you're going to be stuck. And you're, you're certainly not going to offer a lot of different perspectives to other people. And that's as a, that's as a fitness coach too. I don't, you know, we own a gym. We're, we're a CrossFit affiliate. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do some other stuff too. That's why we're Roo Fitness now. But I don't, subscribe to a single method is the only method to get results. That's not true. Yep. And I think people that are so steadfast in this is the only way for everybody, like there, there is a right way for you, but there is not a right way for everybody. And if people are claiming that, then they need some more knowledge. And that's kind of what led you to this. Yeah. Well, how many years did you run challenges before you jumped full feet into the fire, left your plushy accounting job. And by plushy, I mean um, <laughs> cubicle worlds and auditing rooms with uh, LED lights. It was LED. a guaranteed paycheck. It was guaranteed paycheck. It was free benefits. Yeah. yeah you get a lot of perks out of being that. And you were on a path to lead you pretty high up as an executive in the corporate world. Um, potentially, potentially. Mm -hmm. and with that though, comes a lot of sacrifices, uh, and sacrifices you weren't willing to make. Yep. Yeah. So I remember sitting in my cubicle, my very beige cubicle and just dreaming about helping people and doing something that I felt fulfilled in. And two years ago, I ultimately, made the leap and left the guaranteed paycheck and the free benefits to join you. you. When you said make the leap, do you think of rent as well? Leap mm. of faith, leap of faith. No. no? I'm your, not a singer, Your music guys. geekiness is coming out. 
I think of rent as soon as you said that, and as a cow was about to jump over the moon. But anyway, <laughs> keep going. Sorry, I interrupted that. So you're in your beige cubicle. I think what it took is just really playing out what is the worst case scenario. Like if this doesn't work, if I can't make it, if we can't sustain our family on this, you know, small business, what's the worst that can happen? Get a job. Get another job and be in the same position that I was. So I really had to play through what's the worst case scenario and what's the best case scenario. Like if this does work, what's the best case scenario? I have flexibility with my kids. I get to talk to people all day rather than sit in front of a computer screen. And like some days I would stare Emotional fulfillment. at the same spreadsheet for hours. And But you are really good at spreadsheets. Yeah. <laughs> Excel is my jam. So anyway, I think that it was one of the scariest decisions that I've ever made, but ultimately it's one of the best decisions that I've ever made to come with you full time. And I feel like brew has changed a lot in the past two years, two and a half years. So you take your certification course, become a certified nutrition coach, mm -hmm. uh, and you start, this is a couple of years ago, right? Yep. And Tell me a little bit about your experience with your first couple of clients and then maybe how you've grown from there. Oh my gosh. I was so nervous, first of all. And like I knew all of these people. All of these people knew and trusted me. I I was still running challenges back then. And I at the end of a challenge, I said, hey, I'm a certified nutrition coach now. I'm going to take on a limited number of one-on-one -on -one clients. I said 10. All 10 spots were filled up that day. And I was like, oh crap, 10 was probably too many because I didn't have any systems in place. Like I was just right. shooting from the hip, you know? And I have three of those clients still with me. So that's pretty cool. But I was a nervous wreck. And it just is a matter of doing it. And I, I made mistakes, you know? I'm probably still making mistakes. But my clients are seeing results. And I am able to really connect with people and help them. And I've, I've never in my life felt like I have fit a hundred percent with my job. I fit here. Mm -hmm. Like this is what I'm supposed to do. I think the cool thing though, is that you've used some of the failures and maybe successes of your individual clients and helped shape either the present state of the challenges that we run as a gym. Mm -hmm. um, and then the future challenges, courses of, st of stacked coaching mm -hmm. as well as Rue Fitness. Yeah. Um, can you talk about some of the problems with a six-week challenge format? Yeah. I think that, you know, a six-week challenge. It's a good start for people. Let's throw that out there, right? Yeah. But if you're start. looking for Sustained success. A sustainable change, it's not the best approach because it has to be somewhat of an overhaul for you to see results in six weeks. And let's let's be real. Most people want results in those six weeks. And if they don't see physical results in those six weeks. Ah, this doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. They're on to the next fad. Yeah. And then the next fad. And then the next fad. 
people though, that I do feel like I have impacted with the challenges are the people who are doing multiple challenges. Uh, but there's still some difficulty in there yeah. as well. Um, and you know, you've talked about it a lot where they put all this work into the challenge and they're following a very specific set of rules. Mm -hmm. And then when the challenge is over with, they're, it's like spring break 1999, right. <laughs> You know, they're, they're out partying on the beach with their shirts off, chugging. Binging. Binging on, you know, white claws and potato chips, yep. right? Mm -hmm. And so the problem with the short-term format of a challenge uh, is that they aren't creating long-term habits, right? Yep. Uh, and that's kind of where we are today. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's kind of what stacked is based on. And even our name, like stacking up habits slowly over time is the best way to see sustainable change. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So where could people find some more information if they're interested in the stacked coaching program? You can go to www.stackedcoaching.com. And we now have four people on the team, all certified nutrition coaches. So it's all one-on-one -on -one coaching at this point. Um, so yeah. Awesome. Well, this was fun. We will see you in our next episode. We hope you enjoyed this one. Have a great day.